Welcome into Southside Pod. My name is Chris Lanuti, bellying up to my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one as we sit in the basement on the south side of Chicago and cover everything in the area that matters most to you. Over the next 30 minutes on this episode, we'll be joined by a former Southsider that now resides at MLB Network and is very excited about the upcoming White Sox season. We're going to have a chat with one of the bigger all-girls schools in the country, Mother Macaulay, to find out what's going on this semester after they tried out a hybrid model that got the kids in school right at the beginning of last semester. And of course, we're heading to a brewery, Imperial Oak in Willow Springs. Bill, on one of the previous episodes, you mentioned to me that there was something that you didn't get to. You asked about what I miss most since this pandemic started. Yeah, I never, I never found out. Uh, you talked about breweries. Yeah. Mine, honest, honestly, is you used to go to a bar, and, and I'm not talking about going to like the, the, the Rosemont Horizon or whatever it's called now or or, or uh, United Center or anything like that to see, a, to see like the Rolling Stones or whatever like that. But going to a bar and seeing a show, seeing a, seeing a band venue. play. Just just going there and just you know, not even going there for the band. Right. But just being surprised by, oh, oh, they're playing or, or this is pretty cool music. Just seeing live music, any kind of live music. And there was a lot of that in the South Side always. And, and most bars on Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights. There's a couple of good venues. Even yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. actual music venues. But even if it was like a you know a Sunday brunch or something at Bourbon Street in Marionette Park, where you just have some acoustic band playing in the background, where it was just you know acoustic covers while you're eating you know your 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 California chicken sandwich. That's just live music. That's all I'm looking for. You know, and I, I miss that. I wish we could do more of that. I think we're going to start with outdoor venues first. You know how they're going to ease into this. Sure. Psychologically. If they vaccinate everybody tomorrow, let's say that they found a way to put it into the atmosphere and everybody was vaccinated like a week, they still would take their time opening things Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Okay? Because like, psychologically, everybody is going to be like weirded out by the whole these, thing. These, these shows. It's like, what, I'm allowed to stand next to people again? There's been a couple of shows where like at the drive-in where you got to park in your car and like listen to it in your car like and watch it on stage. That's weird. Like, I'm not into that. That's not a show to me. You know, maybe you get to get it out of your system where you hear your favorite band play. But, you know, I want to sit in a, in, a, in a, and not even have to be crowded. I want to sit at a table and Eat some chicken wings and listen to a, a band play some U2 songs. Right. Yeah, I want some cover band to get up there. Something, right? You know, the girl the girl colored her hair uh, red it, because she's the lead singer of Garbage, right. so she has to look like right. her. Oh, I'm you Charlie Manson. She's a school teacher. Even during, if it's during, bad. The, during the week, she's a, she's a plain school teacher right. who, who never dresses in any way like the Shirley Manson. But come Friday, come Friday 5 p.m., red dye in her she hair, has a couple of, short leather a white skirt. Cloth. Right, exactly. She's had a few white claws and she's up there. <laughs> And she's singing the, the you know, right. she's singing the, the queerest of the queer or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. She's like leaning into it. Like, that's what I want to see. That's right. And even if it's she bad. She thinks she's the sexiest thing on earth. Even if it's bad. Band, it's yeah. live music and it's still fun. Right. Sometimes, especially because it's bad. Right. Because you're sitting there with your boys, having a pitcher of beer. And just laughing your ass off. I think sometimes, sometimes it's know? really fun when you see a cover band and they for, they don't know the words. That like, happens. Yeah, I've seen that before. Really? They what? screw up the delivery. What was the, the band? I, I'm not, like, what was the, not the band, but like the cover. The band. I they were have covering. found myself at times. I, I can't come to a specific one that I remember because like it's been so long. Like a red hot chili peppers or something. <laughs> or they're they're like, like, what I gotta do, but not even do you do? What I got to come back up to my mama. There's actual words. The guy's like, doo ba doo ba doo 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 and he's just jumping around, whipping his hair out, the shirt off. Yeah. No, but I, I've done it before. I've been singing along with a band, 
and I I hear and them. You know like, more words than miss the lead a line, yeah, because I'm like a real oh. big fan of that band, and I'm like, that's not what they say in that song. Right. Like I've heard that before. You're wrong, sir. <laughs> You're wrong, not Scott Weiland. Then I wait till afterwards, and I meet them while they're loading their stuff in the truck, and I You'd tell them what they did far, wrong. Huh? No, I don't do that. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> lurking outside you're the worst not james addiction band i've ever seen why don't cover bands call themselves that more often not james not addiction. james addiction not smashing pumpkins like I they sp- just put the word not Again, in front of it be i am all about i am you know people come up with million dollar ideas i come up with hundred dollar ideas <laughs> that's one of them Something a lot of people want to get back to doing is going and seeing baseball, and that's why I'm going to bring in right now, without further ado, Steven Nelson from MLB Network. You're the rare wild beast that is a White Sox fan in the national media. This is amazing to me. Yes, and I'm honored to, to be uh, representing the Sox uh, for the network. I, you know, carry the flag proudly, as I've done my entire life. But it is it is odd. Like you know, I grew up being like immersed in the White Sox. You know, thanks to my dad, like I just followed pops. You know, and so it was all White Sox, everything. And then as you get older, and then you move around the country, you know, and the common question for any baseball fan is, like, oh, who do you root for? And if you say the Yankees, like ah, the Yankees, you know, the Yankees or whatever like that, you say uh, insert franchise here. There's some sort of reaction. It, when I say White Sox, it's like, oh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like that. It's just like that. Uh, nobody seems, nobody seemed to care. And I was like, wait, wait, 2005. Like, oh, oh yeah, they did play. It's the Forgotten World Series and it drives me nuts. But anyway. I saw you filling in on uh, on Hot Stove recently. I saw you on Intentional Talk. And it's nice to see uh, somebody mention the White Sox and actually sound like they care about them. I think that's fun for White Sox fans. You know, something I talk about a lot is, you know, representation in sports. You know, me being a you know minority, me being Japanese, um, I talk about that a lot. And I do think there there is some of those same feelings for me when it comes to fandom. Now, like growing up and going to school for, you know, broadcast journalism, you take journalism classes, you're taught anyway that you have to suppress that fandom in order to be objective. Like they're mutually exclusive things. For me... I know that I can be objective when covering a story. Like if the White Sox stink, I'm going to say the White Sox stink. If somebody within the organization or on the team does something stupid, I can say that they just did something stupid. But that you know, but me rooting for them to to win ball games, win a championship, that like that doesn't prevent me from doing my job the right way. So I, I have like totally disagreed with that that teaching like a, you can't be a fan like being a fan is what drew us to sports in the first place so as long as you can do your job objectively and do it with integrity then i don't see the problem with with being the being a fan and, and rooting hard for your squad so that's that's why like whenever i get the chance on the air you know and the socks come up i'm gonna be like hell yeah we're talking Sox baseball. Like this is this is right up my alley. This is what I spent my entire life wanting to do. So, what do you think about them this year? I mean, you've seen some of these moves that they made. They went out. They got themselves a closer. They 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 make the move for Lance Lynn, which I liked. What are your thoughts so far about the team and and what they look like in twenty twenty one? I'm ecstatic. Okay, like I am also though trying to like temper expectations and excitement. 
I think that pessimism has grounded me throughout my sports fandom with any team, whether it's the Sox or the Hawks, you know, certainly with the Bears. Uh, pessimism is not a problem when you're rooting for the Chicago Bears. Um, so I always kind of have that level of I, it was something, something bad's going to happen. Like it's not going to be as great as we think. Because then when greatness does happen or happiness does happen, then it feels just that much better. It's kind of like a demented way of being a fan, but that's what gets me through it. Looking at this particular team in this offseason, like, you know, I think that the front office has mostly hit all the right notes um, in terms of personnel, player personnel specifically. You know, you mentioned the Adam Eaton reunion. I was a little caught off guard with that. Um, I am also, I, I hope, obviously, now that it's it's signed and a done deal, can't do anything about it. Obviously, I hope that it works out better this time, that it's just a, a better fit culturally, uh, that the uh, performance for him gets back to where it was a couple years ago, that the defense is, uh, returns to form as there was kind of a dip in that regard over the past uh, year and a half, too. Uh, I've been, I mean, you've, you've heard me say this on, on the air, too. I, I, I've just been clamoring for Michael Brantley. Like, I, I really would have, if it were me, it's always easier to spend somebody else's money. But if it were me, I, I would have taken that money and invested it into a hitter and a pro like like Michael Brantley. Well, Stephen, I appreciate you taking the time and talking with us. Uh, do me a favor. Just make sure that there's awful lots of B-roll running in the background of White Sox moments, that all the introductions of the show include the Sox now, because we went through a few years there where you couldn't find a White Sox image on, on the network. So, because we were terrible, which is yeah. understandable. So now I'm excited. At, like, I'll turn on a show and there's like Tim Anderson's running across in a graphic. I'm like, we're relevant again. So, I mean, like, I'm excited about that. Keep that going. Yes, 1,000%. Like, look, there are so many franchises, including the one across town. I can't for the life of me figure out what the hell the Cubs are doing. But there are tons of franchises, the majority of them in baseball right now, are going in a certain direction, okay? And it should be obvious what I'm saying there. And the Sox are not. The Sox aren't. The Padres aren't. You know, there are teams who haven't traditionally played with the big boys in terms of payroll who are being aggressive because they see the opportunity that is in front of them. And I think, and look, it's all cyclical, right? We know that, but let's be sure to enjoy this part of the cycle. Okay. Because you know, that the, the rebuild was painstaking. It was arduous and those years felt longer than they actually were. And so now we're coming through the other side, and uh, now it's a good time to be a Sox fan. So I think uh, everybody banding together and keeping those good vibes up and taking the cues from the, uh, from the players that we root for and making the game fun, changing the game. Like, I think it's just, um, again, it's, 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 it's an awesome time to be a Sox fan, man. Get on, get, get on the bandwagon or get out the way. That's what I got to say. Many hot dogs on my plate. Many hot dogs on my plate. Many, many hot dogs on my plate. And hot dogs is a metaphor for the so many things. And the plate is a metaphor for my life. 
Many things, many things, many things, many, 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 many things in my life are like hot dogs on a plate. Just sitting there, ready to make me fatter. Ketchup and mustard and other dipping sauces ready to tempt me. Why do you tempt me? Many, many hot dogs. Many, 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 many hot dogs on my plate. Cocktail wieners. Cock tail. Cock tail. Cock tail wieners. <laughs> Big old cock. No, they're mini. Tail wieners. They're not big at all. And that's when I realize my problems aren't either. Don't sweat the small stuff. My penis is big enough. <laughs> but thanks for the ice. Yeah, I'm sorry I don't have any ice. <laughs> what kind of household doesn't have ice? I'm sorry that I don't. Well, you know what I used to do is I used to, when I go to like Binnie's or something like that, or I get get some beer, I'd be like, yeah, grab me a bag get of a ice. a bag of ice. All right. And now lately, I was like, that's stupid. I should be using ice trays like when I was a kid. Yeah, you make your own ice. So I've been making my own ice. The problem with that is that you I have idiot keep up with the demand when you're a drinker. <laughs> I have, well, yeah. One, I use the ice. Two, I have idiot children. So, like, when oh, no. my kid uses the ice to put him in a pop, he doesn't fill him up, the 12-year-old. Of course The 12-year-old boy who's the hockey player, oh. he's, his head's in every other place except for what he's actually doing. Sure. So he forgets that all the time. The 15-year-old teenage girl, she don't care, okay? Why would she? She just does her own Dad thing. Dad will do it for right. me. As far as she's concerned, you she's an adult. You created that monster, right. by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay? And then the 5-year-old, he can't reach the ice, so he's not really right. a problem. You now, can't spell ice. You don't. You don't oh, I think you can spell ice. The other day, I spelled oh. something, and he he said, "You you said what, Dad?" And he nailed what I did. Get it was a here. longer word that I said. Ice. I, said, I actually spelled ice cream. Like I asked, I asked Erica, uh, "Should we get uh, should we get the kids some I C E C R E A M?" Well, you need to start and he goes, training did you say ice cream, him. and I'm like, "Oh, this is over." Start now. training him to fill the ice. Maybe he could be your guy. Maybe he can be my guy. <laughs> I, Everyone's got to have a guy. I also got this neat gift uh, for Christmas that I've been using now. Oh, yeah, it's neat. It's, Super neat. Are you sure, Peter Brady? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, I got this thing called the Man Crate. Oh, I'm sorry. Do we need... Is this the right podcast for yeah. this? I got this thing. My wife bought this thing for me on Christmas because it was one of those things where I think she she knew what she wanted to get me, and she was like, I want to get him a fun gift. So she did one of those you things. Guys, she's the Man Crate. So she does one of these things where she Googles, like, best gifts for men, and it of gives, course. like, 100 yeah, gifts, right. right? And one of them when is... When you do that for women, by the way, is, like, lingerie. Which is most likely yeah, not the best. Pajamagram. Yeah. And, you right? know, get him a $500 teddy bear. Like, no, I'm no. not doing that. That's but, ridiculous. But women don't even want that. Right. I buy my Pandora gems Just for $7 on knockoff Amazon. That's cash. what I do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they want. It seems like so not romantic at the time, but it's truly what they want. A pitcher of beer, a 
pitcher of beer. Let's order another pitcher of beer. That pitcher of beer should come over here. I love that pitcher of beer. I'm at Imperial Oak in Willow Springs, and I am sitting with, with and I'm, I'm amazed by this because everybody came out for this one. I have all three owners of Imperial Oak sitting here having a beer with me this afternoon. We have Grant, Brett, and Chris, and guys, I, I really appreciate you stopping by. Brett and I were talking about it. Now, I, I was reading in a publication that that was put out recently that, Brett, you're the you're the head brewer, but Grant tells me he brews as well. Do all three of you get in on the brewing, or what happens? Uh, we kind of all have different roles. I kind of run the production aspect of the brewery with, like, all the scheduling and all of that stuff. Uh, Grant does a lot of, like, the infusions of the different beers and stuff uh, and the promotional stuff. And then Chris is, the, like, the front-of-house guy. How often do you get to enjoy your own beer? Like, do you, do you feel like it, it – like, you you opened in 2014. We were talking before we turned on the, the mics. Uh probably don't go to as many breweries anymore as you probably went to before you started doing this and how often do you get to sit down and really enjoy what you guys do um i mean pretty regularly i mean i'll come here with friends and family and just as a a, a customer well not really a customer but as a, a beer drinker more than a, a brewer um and all my friends and family like when we show up at parties and stuff with beer um as far as getting out to other breweries it, probably not as often. I definitely don't buy as much beer as I used to now that we make it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brother, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but, uh, so then when you have a hankering for something that you're like, I'd like to do this style, yeah. that may influence what you're doing. Because you guys change what you're doing a lot. You were, you were explaining to me that like it's not really a set menu. You guys are constantly no. changing up what you want to do. Do things come back every like every year, or are there things that you have that there's are like some, seasonal? There's some that are seasonal. Some uh, most of our barrel aged stuff, we've got a pretty good annual release schedule down now because we'll make the beer and put it in barrels, and then a year later it comes out of the barrels. So that that's kind of taking care of itself. We also have, it's more of a, a rotation of styles that are beers that fit within a certain style. Like we'll have like light beer, so that'll be like a Hefeweizen and a blonde, Belgian Blonde Ale and a Belgian Wit and a, you know, stuff like that. So it's all somewhat similar, but they're different to keep it interesting. So we kind of, we have categories of beers that we, so there's always something for everybody but it's not always the same beer every time. So if somebody comes into Imperial Oak, we've got a bunch of different beers in front of us here. You were explaining to me there's, even though it rotates all the time, there's one that you basically started with that was an IPA, correct? And then that was like, that's been here for a long time. You're generally yeah. gonna see that sitting up at the top of the board. Which one is that? Yeah, so our, our Crank It Hop is our standard uh, non-hazy IPA. We made it before hazy IPAs were even a thing. And uh, I think it's yeah, that's it. No, no that's going to be a oh, flander. Okay, that's going to be oh, I that's going to be very different. That's going to okay. be sour. <laughs> that's okay. Um, don't worry. <laughs> so we um, <laughs> that would have been a big surprise. We always wanted to do a, uh, but we're a, we're a pub focused in on premise focused brewery. So the idea behind this was a beer that you could have multiple pints of. 
Uh, we've kind of always, so it's only 6%. It's nice and dry. It's easy drinking. It's very smooth. Yeah. Uh, I love everything about this place. I love the fact that you look like you have grains in, underneath your tables. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's really neat looking. <laughs> I love the entire ambiance of it. I think the idea with the food trucks coming in is great. Um, and the amount of selection in here, if you are on Chicago South Side, West Side, anywhere in Chicago, I think you need to make a pilgrimage out to Willow Springs and go and see these guys. Grant, Brett, Chris, I want to thank you very much sure. for having me over here at Imperial Oak, and I, I look forward to coming back here uh, many more times. Thanks a lot. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It's the radio, but it's on the internet. It's the radio, but it's on the internet. It's podcast we have the assistant principal over at mother macaulay high school this is mrs meg gardner how are you meg hi great chris thanks so much for having me on what has it been like (laughs) so far this year going through this very weird school year how has it gone so far Sure. Well, i'm happy to report that our first semester was extremely successful Um, we ran a hybrid model families also had the option to do fully learning if that's what suited their needs you know, better than having their daughter come uh, to school a few days a week. We were able to report that um, our attendance was up to 98% with the hybrid model for semester one, which is even two points higher than the previous school year. So we took that as a, a major win given the pandemic. Um, also, I think our instruction, uh, we were very lucky. Our classes were live streamed. Our teachers did a phenomenal job um, making sure that, you know, the instruction was synchronous. So no matter if a student was in their building or at home, um, there was never any stop to the instruction. It was continuous, and uh, our students were, were able to do great things. So we're very pleased so far. Yeah, I, I can tell everybody. My my daughter Audrey is a freshman, so this was her first right. first semester of high school under this really oh, strange. Welcome to high school. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it, it has been it has been an odd time, but I will tell you this: it seems like a good job has been done trying to give some sort of high school experience. She has made a lot of new friends, even with the fact they're wearing a mask and it's hard to do like every after school thing that they probably would have done. But I know that I've met a bunch of new girls that I never met before. And so that must make you feel good to hear that. Oh my gosh. We're, we're happy to hear that. We're, that that's wonderful. Um, so not only am I the assistant principal, I'm also the dean of the upper class on that. And so student connectedness is a huge huge component of our student life here at Macaulay. And so I have to say our student activities office did a great job first semester and we're already gearing up for semester two with some fun events coming up. We have a school-wide dodgeball tournament coming up uh, next Thursday and there's a faculty team. I'm on it. I mean, we got, we're like game on. We're really excited to um, see some kids. Our Mac Media Club is now going live this Wednesday with Mac Nation News. That's a first in Macaulay history. Um, so we're just got new things on the horizon for our students to, um, you know, f- feel a, a part of our community because that's, that's so important to us. And I think that's a hallmark of our students' Macaulay experience. You know, I remember at the beginning when this was about to start the school year, uh, Principal O'Reilly kind of expressed it like she really wished she could get all the kids in the school. And, you know, mm-hmm. with now the mm-hmm. vaccines getting uh, getting rolled out and my personal hope that once we start vaccinating those that are in the at-risk categories, you're 50, 60, and above, and those that are at sure. risk will get some sort of normalcy. Is that how you guys are feeling over there, that you know we might have to do the same thing to finish out the semester, but the summer and the fall might look a little bit different and get more back to the normal experience for these girls? 
Absolutely. I mean, that's for, for sure our, our goal, first and foremost. And, you know, we've been on the, on different calls with different principals of, you know, in the archdiocese, different high schools, and, and we're all on the same page is that we know having all our students back in the building and the full experience of high school is what's best. And we just cannot wait to be given the clearance to do so. You know, what are your thoughts? I'm just kind of curious. Uh, I was speaking with somebody yesterday that's uh, part of the faculty over at Brother Rice who was mentioning to me that they're still trying to figure out what the, the sports schedule is going to look like for these kids in, in the in the spring. And his yeah. thought was, I, I get that there might not be the facilities to do everything safely for every class, but it would just be nice if we could take care of the seniors. It's their final year. They had a rough exactly. end of their junior year last year. Wouldn't it be great mm-hmm. to get them out there and play? What, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I, I completely agree. Well, I'm also the assistant varsity volleyball coach at Macaulay. So this is my uh, 16th season coaching. And I, I completely agree. I especially feel for our spring athletes last year who may have been juniors who didn't get their season, you know, maybe a water polo player, a soccer player. And now it's still up in the air for <laughs> this year as well. So, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, if, if even if all levels aren't played, I think those varsity teams, you know, just a home and away, a shortened schedule, something to send these seniors off and, the style that they deserve. You know, you put so much work in, so many hours of training, outside training, club, all of that for your high school season. And, you know, we would hate to see that taken away from our, our players. Anything pop up in this semester that uh, it was weird, quirky, you learned about? I've heard so many happy accidents from people like businesses who are like, you know, I never thought about doing takeout. But now that I was forced to do it, even after this is over, I might actually continue a takeout thing. I mean, what have you guys kind of picked up during this that that might actually get carried over once the world does get back on its axis? Yes, no, absolutely. Well, I think what I mean, personally, what I've been most impressed with is the resilience of our students and the resilience of our faculty, you know, that they have just hit the ground running, ready to go. Um, Second, I think it's just the creativity of our student activities, our club moderators, you know, to get, I think we really realize just how important that interaction is and these, you know, after school activities and service projects. And, you know, I think that there's still, we're still able to do a lot if we're really creative and outside the box and we have the students buying in. So I I think that's been um, the two biggest things I've learned throughout this process. Well, Meg Gardner, you are, first of all, I started off with assistant principal. I found out that you are in charge of like 50 other things. So, oh, God, no. <laughs> oh my God, no, not at all. No. You got the, you got the volleyball, you're, you're a dean. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I like at first, I was like, oh, we got the assistant principal on. Now I just found out you're running the place, so good for you. Oh, um, no. gosh, no, no, I'm happy. Macaulay's a special place, and I'm happy, lucky to work here with such great families and our great staff. So, thank you so much for letting us come on today. Yeah, you guys are doing a wonderful job, and uh, please keep up the good work because trust me. It makes all the difference in the world to uh, the 15-year-old girl that I have here that I, 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 didn't, I didn't know what this was going to be like. I knew how disappointing the end of eighth grade was, of and course, I knew how much course. it hurt her just like from mm-hmm. an emotional standpoint to have like go through all this stuff, and she, she smiles. She smiles when she comes home. She smiles when she does her lessons online and sits in her room, and uh, you guys have done a great job. Oh, my gosh. Well, that means the world to us. And thanks so much. Happy New Year to your family. And can't wait to see Audrey this week. So (laughs) and the rest of our Mighty Max coming up. So thanks again, Chris. We really appreciate it.
So she gets me this man crate. Now this thing is, it's a cool idea what's inside of it. Like I got these, I got one of them right here. I got these really nice, like rock whiskey glasses, like these square ones, yeah, really nice. thick glass. They say Lanuti on the side of oh, them. Oh, nice, they're personalized. Really neat. Oh, they're personalized, everything like that. They come with these ice ball makers. The ball fits yes. the thing perfectly. Nice. And it's a giant ball of Where ice. Where are those ice balls, Chris? The, I use the ice balls, so they're... <laughs> I, they, it takes a day for the balls to reform. That's the problem. I understand. I After you use the balls, the balls... It takes time sure. to get the balls back to okay. full-on ice balls. If you pull them out too early, <laughs> I don't know it's like a hollow ice ball, <laughs> and it, it breaks easily, and uh, okay. it's a mess. Okay, All so right. anyway... There were some other things like some uh, some really cool like uh, mixed bag of nuts and beef jerky and all this like man stuff. Like dude stuff. Do. Dude stuff. All right. The problem is when you say man, it sounds like I don't know. Kind of weird. Are you telling me I'm no, sexist? No, 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 no. It sounds kind of weird. Like, side oh, it's a man crate. But if you say like dude crate, like okay, to dude me, crate. All right, guy crate. <laughs> I'm just saying. Whatever, I man. Know. I don't. Whatever. Shut <laughs> up. Anyway, this crate it comes with. Your it's man, a, your man crate. It's a yeah, my man crate. <laughs> it comes with a tool that's like a little like brace or something. Like you can you can kind of hack into it if you want to. And the idea is you have to figure out how to open up this box that's sealed at all sides. What? And it's glued. It's a puzzle at all sides. So you have to find a way to break the box open. And the, what's inside the and box? I'm hammering this thing, and it won't even break. And Erica's like, "You can't do that." It'll. And I'm like. Why can't I do it? And she's like, well, there's stuff in there that's really nice because she wasn't going to tell me what was in it until I broke well, open the thing to find out it was in it. shouldn't make it so unsealable if there's, right? So now there's a little instruction thing. And I go, okay, oh. hold on. Here's the instructions. I'll well, read who it. reads those things? And it says, it says, <laughs> if you need help opening the crate, go to www.mancrate slash help. F that. I right? don't need help. So I punch it into my phone. You go to the help page. It pops up and goes, you've reached the help page. If you can't open your man crate, try harder. Nice. You ain't a man. And that's all it says. I love it. I love that. So then I get aggravated. I go downstairs to the tool bench and I get a hammer and I grab right. a flathead screwdriver yeah. and I just pop that sucker right into the side because of the box. You're a man. Busted that sucker open. You're a man. And I'm like, a real man understands that this stupid tool they gave me because they think it's funny. I was looking this thing up what online. What kind of tool was this? The that they thing gave behind you? it, the whole idea behind like a, this. Like a, a crappy Allen wrench yeah. or something that like, IKEA gives you or something? Exactly. The whole idea behind this is that it's hours of entertainment for people to watch me try to open it up. No. I'm not going to give them that satisfaction. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. She's like, let me take a picture with your crate. I'm like, give me a second. I pop right. the thing open. It breaks into like five different pieces. And she's like, what am I going to put on Facebook? I'm like, I don't care. Right, right. Like, I'm, this, isn't, this isn't make fun of Chris for five hours yeah. while he tries to break open his gift. This is, Never look at Chris. One of these again He's a man. He defeated right. the man crate. <laughs> so he is the alpha time. man. In record time. <laughs> he won. The trick to the man crate was not falling for the man crate's game. Exactly. <laughs> you are the winner of the man crate. It did not defeat you. What was in it? The glasses, like I said, in the oh. ice balls. Oh, see? Remember the beginning so of the did, conversation? Did, I know, but that was what's in the thing you broke with a hammer? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of lucked out that I didn't break everything All in right. the crate. But it, it worked out okay. It worked out okay. That's fine. <laughs> Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nudist basement And the nudist basement Another show is wrapped up Another show is wrapped up Another show is wrapped up And it's in the books Another show is wrapped up Another show is wrapped up And by the looks 
It's gonna be a good one Noodles Basement Broadcast Basement The Noodles Basement The Broad Basement Slancha That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? <laughs> I felt like it. Yeah. <laughs>